the message I started some weeks back to Terika. And um, for those of you who are not with us when we started, we'll do a quick recap. Then we can um, uh, continue. All right. And I, I trust that today we'll leave here with some very powerful information and impartation of the Spirit. God is blessing us with knowledge today. And this message stems from the spirit of knowledge that I started sharing. I, I, I think I started way weeks back. And uh, if we don't do a recap, some of you might not really be able to flow with us. All right. So, Brother Dompre, I have Brother Dompre here with me like last week. And I have Brother Derek too with me like last week. So, Brother Dompre, Talk to us. Thank you very much, sir, for this wonderful opportunity. Um, Soterica um, uh, has been a powerful message, sir. It has, it has actually blessed us. And I remember clearly when you were sharing, you explained that Soterica means for the initiated few. And Pastor, when you read um, Colossians, the Bible talks about the fact that we should beware lest we, we fall, we should, lest we, we, we get deceived through the philosophy and the vain deceits of men, and the traditions of men. And when you read Timothy, the Bible talks about the fact that it is the will of God that will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, most of the times, um, the children of God find themselves wanting, and they are unable to stand up to the message they believe in, because they've not really come to the truth of it. And so, when they meet with this so-called common sense gang, sometimes, I repeat, sometimes, they get overshadowed. But, Pastor, you explain the fact that in Romans chapter 11, verse 33, God likened the knowledge of God to riches. Meaning that when God talks about riches, he's talking about the knowledge. When the Bible talks about riches, we're not referring to money. Money. You know, so there's this scripture. It says that my God shall supply all you need according to his riches and glory. People immediately begin to think he's talking about riches in heaven. I mean, how do you think? How, how could you ever think God will ever talk about money? If God needs something, he doesn't need to have the money to get it. You see, so many they start thinking, he, uh, according to his riches and glory, that means there's riches in heaven and he gives us by the riches. In, no, 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 no. Jesus Christ made a statement. He said, if you, all right, uh, let, me, let, me, let me open that scripture for you. Luke chapter 16, verse 11. He said, If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you, who will commit to your trust the true riches? He calls the money we deal with, he calls it unrighteous mammon. Alright? He says, Who will commit to you the true riches? That means, when it comes to the dealings of God, God is not dealing with money as it were. He's talking about true riches. And what are the true riches? So, um, in Romans chapter 11, verse 33, with the riches of God, the Bible talks about the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God. The, what's the scripture again? Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Romans 11, verse 33. And I read here, it says, Oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom 
and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his path and his ways past finding out. How all the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments mm. and his ways past finding out. It says all the depths of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God. Powerful. Continue. So um, when, when that day when you're explaining, I mean, you talked about how that we cannot finish knowing God. Oh. We cannot finish knowing God. Meaning that the, the, the natural understanding of men, at some point where the common sense have explained God to some point, you, the common sense cannot grab it enough. In the sense that where common sense ends, that's where God takes over. Oh. You understand? And, and you talked about how that the, the knowledge of God is built. Oh. And, and it's built. And it goes beyond common sense. It goes beyond the surface. You understand? Oh. And, and also, sir, you talked also about the installation. The natural man cannot really understand the things of God. Why? Because they've not received the installation. Let's, let's take a gadget, for instance. Um, when a gadget is made, um, it takes an installation or operating system for it to function. Oh. That means that for, for the system to function well, it, it, it will take the installation of the operating system for it to function well, to oh. move according to the dictates of the creator. Oh. And so, um, with, with esoterica, meaning being for the initiated few, sir, um, for the Christian, you know, um, when um, Jesus Christ was explaining the parable to the, the some people, and it got to a time one of the disciples got to Jesus and said that, why do you explain to them in parables? And Jesus said something. He says, it is not given unto them to know the mysteries, but to the disciples. It's given unto them to know the mysteries. Is that it is not given. What's the scripture? Uh, Matthew um, chapter. We're doing a recap, so we should make sure they, uh, they have the scriptures to follow us with. Let me open. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. Um, open verse 33. It's not 11? 13, Matthew, Matthew 13, 11. And he answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it, but to them it is not given. Um, Jesus Christ was speaking to the disciples. The background story was that there was, um, he was sharing a parable to them and they did not understand. And the people did not understand. And Jesus Christ, um, the disciples asked Jesus Christ, why is it that um, you're, you speak to them in parables? He said, because to you it is given. So the knowledge of God, has to, be given. has to be given. Continue. So, so the knowledge of God has to be given in the sense that uh, you can't use your mind, your natural mind to explain God. You talked about how that God cannot be explained. God has to be revealed. Mm. And so with this memory verse here, for the disciples, it has been given unto them the mysteries of the kingdom. That means that it has been revealed unto them. And how? How, how does it get to be revealed? By the installation. Bible says, for there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty giveth him under understanding. The breath the, the, the installation of God, the Holy Ghost living in us, give us the understanding. That's why some things in the Bible, until the Holy Ghost reveals it to your spirit, your natural mind, your, your common sense cannot really understand what it actually means. Here. And 
And also, um, sir, you talked about um, the, the esoterica for the initiated few. For most of the times, people... That means esoterica is knowledge that is for an initiated set of people. That means it's not something you can understand on the top of your head. Yes. That means it's something that is, is, is mystery. Yeah. All right? Um, spiritual mystery. And I talked about... Um, we, we, we did the topic pneumatica. This one is esoterica. Now, pneumatica and esoterica are, are all spiritual mysteries. But pneumatica has to do more with um, uh, mystics in the sense of windy mystics. Our speaking in tongues, our prophesying, things that do not work with our mind, as it were. All right? When you speak in tongues, you prophesy, interpretation of tongues, all those things are uh, things of the spirit, all right? spiritual mysteries. But there's also um, a part of spiritual mystery, which is esoterica, which is talking about the knowledge of God and the understanding of the knowledge of God and how you get to know the things of God. Like he said, he said, um, God is not explained, all right? like I said in that message, God is not explained, God is revealed. All right. When you talk about explanation and re revelation, he says something that um, there are certain things that common sense will not give you when it comes to God. Truly, truly, like sometimes when we, I, I do it too. Sometimes while, while preaching, I want to explain something to you. I'll tell you that, oh, um, uh, take for example a man. I'm trying to explain something that has to do with God, but I take, take for example, a man. Like, for example, uh, Jesus Christ used a parable in Luke chapter 6. He said, men ought always to pray and not to think. He used the, the analogy of the righteous or unrighteous judge. Okay? He used the unrighteous judge. Now, the, the, Jesus Christ used that to explain men ought always to pray and not to think, but it was still not adequate because even Jesus Christ said that this man was an unrighteous judge. So the comparison was not even accurate, all right? Because Jesus, God is a righteous judge. So you could see that he couldn't even use a man to explain it to its fullest. But sometimes for the people to understand, he has to come down to your level. So Paul talked about the, the testimony of God being in nature. You understand? Paul talked about the testimony of God being in nature. So the same way, if you want to, I'm going to help you to understand it. Try to explain a spiritual thing with a natural phenomenon. It can work, but it is not accurate. All right? Because Paul talked about comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, take for example, um, I said the testimony of God is in nature. If you want to understand God and you are trying to get an analogy, the, you have to come low to man. Okay? It won't be that accurate, but to some extent, it can give you some certain level of leverage with the understanding. The same way, if you want to also understand man, you have to look at animals. Time will not permit me to go into that into details. And um, you, you, you can see a lot of traits of human beings in animals. So sometimes, if you want to explain loyalty, some people will use a dog. But is it accurate? No. Why am I saying the testimony of God uh, of, of man is in animals? Is is because Jesus was still going to shed his blood. What stood as a shadow was a lamb, an animal. 
So, understanding the things of God, understanding God. Now, we are in a very peculiar generation. And one of the big things that is plaguing our generation right now um, is vain babblings. Go to the book of Colossians. Colossians, is it there? Chapter 2, verse 8. He says, Beware lest any man spoil you. Okay, the word spoil there is deceive you or make you ineffective or dismantle you. It's like a, a gadget. He said, Beware any man um, re, uh, uh, disarrange you. All right, beware any man disarrange you. Like, sometimes you can believe something, but the time someone comes to talk to you, your whole mind is disarranged. You understand? Beware lest any man spoil you, disarrange you through philosophy. Someone should look at the dictionary and give me the meaning of the word philosophy. Okay. What was that? This is an academic discipline that seeks truth, true reasoning, rather than empiricism. Or a comprehensive system of belief, a view of outlook regarding fundamental principles underpinning some domain, a general principle or a moral, a broader branch of science, a calm and a thoughtful demeanor. So look at the first one. I want the first one. An academic discipline that seeks truth through reasoning rather than empiricism. So it, it seeks truth through reasoning. Mm. Yes. All right. It, now, so it said, beware any man spoil you through uh, philosophy. All right. So when we say through reasoning, let me give you for an example. All right. Let me give you an example through reasoning. How can you say that a virgin gave birth? That's one. I'm going to give you another uh, school of thought in the reasoning. How can you say somebody died on a cross? And that saved the whole world. Let's be serious. If God is there, if there is God, why are people suffering? You know, one day I posted on, on Twitter, I said, if you think you are an atheist and you are ready for a conversation, because some are not ready for a conversation, they come with their blockheads ready to... For example, these are some of the things you, if you say, certain things that if a man says and he wants to have a conversation with me about God, if you say, there are certain things if you say, we're not, we are not having a conversation because you need to go and read first. One is the Bible was brought by a white man. You don't, you don't read. You, you are not serious. Yes, but it was brought by a white man. Yes, sir, it was brought by a white man. Okay, now we export pepper. Is there anything wrong with the pepper? No, now, we don't you export pepper. We export pepper. We export cabbage. Cocoa. Cocoa. So the people should say that the cocoa is black. Is the cocoa black? Doesn't make any sense. Somebody was still going to bring it at the end of the day. <laughs> don't you get it? And many of the people who brought it Actually, we're first the mission. This is basic social studies. Yes, sir. 
No, it's basic social studies that the missionaries came before the slave masters came. Ah, or you didn't go to school. <laughs> no, no, but you say that you, uh, you are not reading the Bible because it was brought by the slave master. But the slave master, too, you are talking about two came to build Wesley girls. You are going to the school. Meanwhile, you are coming from Pope John's, <laughs> which was built by, by the slave master. If later some people use the same Bible to perpetrate, because that same pepper, you can do it with pepper spray and, sp and spray somebody's eyes and hurt the person. It's something wrong with the pepper. If anybody says that, number one, I'll say that he has not read the Bible yet. Because when you read the Bible, you will see clearly that this thing is not human being. And when they think of Bible, you know what I mean? What comes to their mind? They think it's Ten Commandments. They think the whole Bible is about Ten Commandments. Do this and don't do that. You've not read the Bible. Come on, take a tour through Hosea. And go through Isaiah. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Go through Daniel. You will see everything happening in our world today. He, Daniel talked about the different kingdoms that were to come. And he even talked about the kingdoms that have not yet come. And everything is following. It's like the whole world is going in... In, in John, 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 to what? <laughs> you know, the whole world is just going to, to what scripture said. Look, one of the people you should take very seriously because his words came to pass and are still coming to pass is Jesus. It's amazing the thing, the thing Jesus said about Herod's temple and how Emperor Titus came to do the same thing and Jesus said they were going to come back and they came back. It's amazing. Alright, so he said, beware of, he said, beware lest any man for you through philosophy, reasoning, trying to reason you out of the gospel, trying to reason you out. Because sometimes when you get into these philosophy and reasoning, you might start questioning if there's God. Alright, he said, beware. Paul was telling them, he said, even though you are Christians, beware because there are people who have, there's something called gift of gap. Gift of gap is the ability to talk. So people are very convincing. Very eloquent, convincing. They have, you know, any girl they speak to, just give them time. I met people like that. If they sit down with you and they start talking, they own nothing, but you think they own everything. <laughs> he says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. He said, and vain deceit. Then he says, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So sometimes they try to make things, you know, like, like, think about this. No, today I have spark. No, today I have spark. Think about this one. Eh, pastors are amassing wealth for themselves. It's very sad. Now pastors have, and you have never counted any church offering before. Have you ever gone to count any church? Have you counted church offering before? No, sir. Have you ever counted church offering before? So if you, if you say this kind of thing, are you not stupid? Have you ever counted any church offering before? Probably sometimes they, they, they look at a pastor driving a big car and say that, yeah, I'm, are, are you okay? Some of those things are gifts. Look, I met a very big pastor who built a church auditorium of millions of dollars, right? And I sat with him and he told me that. He said, can you believe that in this house? He has two children who are going to school. He said, can you believe that in this house? I don't have up to 3,000 Ghana City. It's a big pastor in this country. Is there somebody selling oil? So because of that, you are angry that the person is selling. Why sell yours? Is there a law against anybody selling anything in this country? Anybody says that the oil will suck witches. 
and the people are buying it. Have the, it's the oil missing. I don't sell anything. Everything that happens, happens, all supernatural things happen, happen by the word of God. But I don't, I don't know enough to question his oil. If probably the government is going to put taxes on it, fine. Because he's selling. But how is it your problem that someone is selling oil that he says, which is already before? Even when they don't think they are gullible, I have met people that they cannot sleep. So if you can sleep, don't sit down and, and spill rubbish. There are people who cannot sleep because anytime they sleep, one thing or the other happens to them. I met a lady, look, I've heard things. And as a pastor, I hear things. There's a lady who comes and said, said say, I always have pains in my private part. Why? Because every night, a spirit comes to sleep with me. They've gone to hospital severally, and, and the doctor said, there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. Yet she keeps bleeding, and yet she keeps having pains in that part of her body. Because every night, those spirits come and sleep with her. Those spirits, they don't go and break. <laughs> Those people don't go and break. So you have never experienced that kind of thing. Now, let me help you. Let me help you on, on what, we, what we call truth, all right? Let me help you. When you start talking to people like that, the first thing they do is they start talking is, no, let's talk about the facts. Let's talk about the facts. Be wise. Listen, even science knows that sometimes you have to chase a solution after you realize that an experience is not matching facts. For example, one time, my mom went to the hospital. Now, in the hospital, something happened. They, they, test, they did all sorts of lab tests, and they said that we can't find anything. But yet, she was not feeling fine. So they went to, took her to another place, did more tests, then they couldn't find anything. Well, I was when to say that because on paper, she, they couldn't find anything, she should go home. No, she is not feeling well. So you can see that there is a, 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 a juxtaposition between the fact on the ground and the experience she's having. She said, you are, you are saying on paper that she's, I'm, not, I'm well, but I'm not feeling well. So they had to do and do and do until they found somewhere, somewhere that there's something wrong somewhere. It's happened to me before. They did tests. They did this. They did that. They did different things. They, put a, they said they can't find anything wrong with me. They did all sort of tests. So they sent me somewhere to go and do some kind of test. They said, oh, okay, 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 okay. So the problem is actually your liver. So, see, they had to keep pressing in so that the experience could match the facts. That's the reason for quantum physics. Because not, classical physics could not explain everything. Go and read on quantum physics. So, like I asked, is your oil missing? Say someone is selling uh, uh, Vaseline that it can suck. I mean, I, I, I have some people's problem, I've not experienced some before. So, if they think that that is where they, they went and they got their solution, and let me tell you something about human beings don't think that you are wiser than anybody. Let me tell you something when they go to a place, one, two is not working, they will stop. <laughs> If they go to a place, one, two, it's not working. Nobody is anybody. You cannot deceive a human being for long. Once you, they do it and it's not working, they will stop. The only thing that keeps them going there is that they are seeing that it's working. And you don't bring down a spiritual phenomenon down to reason. It doesn't work. 
You don't bring a spiritual phenomenon down to reason. Because that's why it's called spiritual. You know, sometimes when you talk about spiritual understanding, people say, no, let's talk about... I said there's a spiritual understanding. And, and because you've not experienced it, I think you should shut up. Because you don't know what is called spiritual understanding. There's a thing called spiritual understanding. It's beyond the, the mind. For example, how we accept that the virgin could give birth. It's not a normal thing. It's not, it's not a normal thing. You understand? We, we understand at a certain level. And we can't bring... We can't even explain it to you. That's why I said you need an installation to understand it. All right. Well, Derek. Thank you, sir. Um, so the latter part of that message, the message was actually a powerful message. When I saw the, the name, Esoterica, I knew that this particular message is going to be fire. So, as Brother Don Perez said, I want to just say the latter part of the message. So, you shared on three kinds of men. You said there are there is the natural man. Three kinds of men. That's yeah. a... There is the natural man, the spiritual man, and the carnal man. But you, you explained the natural man, and that was it. So, you explained that the natural man is a man who is not born again. Go to that scripture. First Corinthians, chapter First Corinthians chapter verse 14. 14. Verse 14. I love that scripture. It, it explains everything. You understand? It explains how people get on social media and they start trying to judge the things of God. But you will not understand it. Jesus Christ told them, said, unto them it is not given. You understand? So don't even worry yourself. You don't understand. Why are you talking? Why are you talking? It's like someone who doesn't have a software for something on his laptop and he says that no, laptops can't do this. <laughs> Do you understand? You don't have the software. It's not because the laptop cannot do it. It's because you don't have the software. The day you get the software, it will, you realize that you can, the laptop can do it. So the problem has never been the ability of the laptop. You know, the problem has been the unavailability of the software for the hardware. Now, he says, but the natural man, and I said the natural man is a man who's not born again. He said, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Oh, God. Is it, is it because they are foolishness unto him? They are foolishness unto him. him. He sees that what is going on, he, he sees them as non-far because he cannot reason with his mind. For instance, recently I had a particular situation at home. They called me that my grandma was sick. So immediately I told them to take water and then I prayed over the water on phone and I told my grandma to drink the water. Mm. As soon as she drank the water, now she started to vomit. Then the people around was like, hey, they, "This guy is powerful." <laughs> so they they were now talking behind that they didn't know that this guy had this particular thing with him. See, to them, they are seeing the water as a normal water, but to me, as I've prayed over it, it has turned into something else. And as I lay it on anybody, the thing can cause a healing to occur. So so sitting now. It looks like foolishness. Like he's praying on water. And you know, amazing what the Bible says concerning foolishness. Paul talked about through the foolishness of preaching. Yes, sir. Listen, preaching the gospel is not another motivational whatever. Come on. Mm-hmm. Today is today. Yes, sir. I don't think you get chairs for them. Continue. So the, the knowledge of God, it transcends this world. It's celestial. We cannot reason with our minds. Hold on. 
to, I'm going, I'm, I'm trying to step into today's message while we are still doing it. I said the knowledge of God is veiled. Never think you find God on surface. I want to show you something. I'm going to say something. And if you don't agree with me, don't immediately log out and say that I'm, I'm being heretic. I'll show you the scriptures. You see, like Jesus Christ said that um, unto them it is given. All right? To us it is not given. He said to, to us it is given. He said unto them it is not given. Like Jesus Christ said that. Do you know that God, when we say that the knowledge of God is veiled and is a mystery, there's no way, like he's saying, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and that can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, saying this, he's trying to explain something to us. Do you know truly that God is God actually lives in darkness? Psalm 19. Just a second. Sorry, Psalm 18. Psalm 18. I'll read verse 10. Let's start from verse 9. All right. He said, he's talking about God. Now, let's start from verse 1. David was talking about God. All right. He said, he bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. All right. uh, And he rode upon a cherub. All right. And did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. Talking about God. Then verse 11, he said, He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion ran about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. <laughs> so you never find God at surface. That's why Paul said, This is the mystery. He said, but has been revealed. Through the light of God's word, we have, we have the light revealed. Is it, it, through the installation, we have it revealed. So we have, we have God fully revealed. But to the world, they will never find God because God hides himself in darkness. You don't sit down and think you are doing... So if you think that, is that God? Is that, you have, what you have to check rather is, am I seeing? Like I told you at three nights of it, I said, the blind man thinks the whole world is dark. He doesn't know the problem is his eyes. Hmm. <laughs> Continue. Thank you, sir. The moment, the moment someone questions God about the existence of God, there's one question that comes into my mind. When the Bible talks about I was that all my members were in, in all my members knew that I was made by God in the book of Psalms. Psalm 139. Yeah. He said, All my members knew that I was made by God. So when someone talks about when, when someone says, Oh, there is no God, then I begin to say, Okay, then there is no you. Because if you don't recognize that there is God, then if you don't recognize there is no God, that means that there is no you. So where where you came from, the person who brought you, know, where that person also came from. You said the big, the big Bang Theory brought all of us. Where came the Big Bang Theory? But they never knew that that particular answer has been given to us in Genesis chapter 1. So, the world with all that they have, 
all the world and all the knowledge that they have, it's acquired through the five senses. Oh. The sense of touch, see, smell, taste. But we can also go deep in God with the spiritual senses because there are spiritual senses. I would say that those that have tasted the good word of God, also that taste the Lord and see that he is good. So we have spiritual senses by which we can be able to decode the things that are in God. Oh. Praise God. These, right now, science, physics, art, all these things in the world combined together cannot give us the cure for coronavirus. All these things combined together cannot give us. But the church has the cure, and that's communion. So when we, when we have in-depth knowledge of God's word, we can be able to solve situations. We can be able to deal with situations at the plane where the world cannot deal with. The one pastor was sharing that message the last time. He said something very striking. Father said, you cannot, he said, you cannot know too much of God. He said, the day you say you have known everything of God, that's where God begins a new face with you. So when you go in a cycle and say, okay, I've known all this about God, you have ended. Where you ended, God will begin another phase with you. So because there are deep things in God. Paul said that we cannot, ex- we cannot think about the breadth, the height, the depth of the love of God. That means in God, there are different dimensions. You finish this dimension, it takes you to the next one. You finish this dimension, it takes you to the next one. It's amazing how God, God does his things. Thank you, sir. Wow. So through this message, I, 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 I believe that um, one of the things the Lord will do is to help us um, know God. All right, go to the book of Jeremiah, chapter nine. Like I say all the time, so, sometimes some people say it is impossible to know God. It is impossible to know God, to understand God. No, that is not true. Jeremiah chapter 9. He says, verse 24, 23. Let's start from 23. He says, Thus seeth the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. He says, Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Mm. He says, The one who is wise should not say, he should not find his wisdom or he should not boast in his wisdom. He said, the one who is mighty should not say that I'm this because I'm mighty. He said, the one who is rich should not say I'm, I'm where I am because I'm rich. He said, but so what does God rate? All right. He's talking about all those wisdom, riches. and all. He says, what does God rate? He says, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. I mean, it's possible to understand and know God. He said, anyone who glories should glory that he understands and knows God. He said that I am he which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. He says, anyone who glories should glory in what? That he understands God. Luke chapter 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I walk with him always. Reason by still waters. I walk with him always. 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 
I walk with him always, always, always. All right. Luke says something here. He says, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. All right. He said, Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Okay. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things. Now, underlining the Bible is for you, underline perfect understanding of all things. All right. Now, so that means it's possible to have a perfect understanding of God. It's possible to have a perfect understanding of God. Go to Acts chapter 20. Verse 26. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am, poor, I am pure from the blood of all men. Paul is talking at this time. Paul is leaving the people. So he says, I'm taking you on record that, that is the, from this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men. All right. He says, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. I mean, how can a man talk this boldly? He says, I have declared to you all the counsel of God. Other versions say, I've declared to you the full counsel of God. Get me this translation, the Weymouth New Testament translation. The Weymouth. You know, sometimes you, you, you sit with people and they start talking. Then they say this and say that. And I tell them, no. God would rather do this and do that. It's like sometimes, it's like a, the ability to diagnose. Ability to diagnose. I'll, I'll show you something. When we're done with this, I'll, go, I'll show you something in John chapter 7. Acts chapter 20, verse 27. Okay, so it says, Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. Verse 27, For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. He said, I mean, how can a man talk like this? And Luke 2 said, having had perfect understanding of all things. Perfect. Oh, I, I, I think this is too heavy. How can a human being say this? That when it comes to God, all right, it's like when this happens, I can know that, no, this is God and this is the devil. You can know. He said, I have not shown to you to declare to you the whole will of God. So I understand how God wrought salvation. I understand how God wrought deliverance. You understand? So it says, I declare to you the whole will of God. Now, John chapter 7. I'll show you some. Verse 23. He said, if a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision that the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me because I have made a man every which hole on the Sabbath day? Then verse 24. He says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. He said, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. What is a righteous judgment? A righteous judgment is God's perspective of judgment. If God were to judge this issue, what will God say? What will God do? You see, that's a righteous judgment. God's perspective, he says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Jesus Christ said, he said, don't look at, at it like this. Sometimes there are certain things we say, all right, and we are purporting as though we know God or we know the situation. But because we are not coming from, let me give you for example, an example. Moses um, gives them the law and, and tells them that God said they should not go and marry outside. Now, Moses turns around after giving them the law to go and marry a Kushat. The Bible says, uh, some say it's an Ethiopian woman. Yeah, you see in the, um, in the King James, you see 
Ethiopian woman, and certain translations. But actually, the Hebrew is a kushat. Kushat means a black woman. So not necessarily an Ethiopian. It was a black woman. All right? So you see racism. The people said, <laughs> black lives matter. Yeah. So the, the people said that. So uh, Miriam, who was Moses' um, elder sister, who was there when they were bathing Moses, when they found Moses in the water, Mo- Miriam was there. He bathed Moses. She bathed Moses. She, she was there. She knew Moses. I mean, that's my junior brother. It's not because God has called him. So, you understand? He, no, God has called him. I'm still the brother. And Moses, you are doing the wrong thing. Moses, you are doing the wrong thing. Aaron too joined because Aaron too was a senior brother to Moses. So, Aaron. Aaron said, listen, Moses, I'm also anointed by God to be a priest. You cannot do that. You cannot give us law and pass the back and come and say that you have got to marry something, something that is not this one. So Miriam and Moses jumped on Moses and as they started lambasting Moses, rebuking Moses, the Bible says, Moses did not even reply. God appeared over there and said, the two of you meet me in the temple. We have an issue to discuss. They got there and God said, were you not afraid? Now, God, I thought God should start by addressing the issue. Moses is wrong. Start addressing the issue. What do you think? We are all thinking. Start addressing the issue. Say, okay, Moses, you are wrong, but you two, you shouldn't have spoken against Moses. I mean, that looks like a very nice judgment. Moses, you are wrong. So I let the mirror say, yes, yes, God, yes. God did not even refer to what Moses had done. He turned to Miriam and Aaron and said, listen. He said, Moses has been faithful with whatever I ask him to do. God, address the issue. God, please address the issue. He said, God didn't even talk about the issue. God says that, do you know what Moses does for me? He said, God is interesting. The Bible calls uh, Miriam a prophetess. Aaron was a priest. Miriam was a prophetess. But when God came, God rubbished the ministry of Miriam. He said, if there was any prophet among you, I will speak to him in dreams and visions. Ah! The woman is a prophetess. God tries to say, listen, there's none of you is anything. He said, if there's any prophet among you, I will speak to him. He said, but my servant Moses is not so. He said, whom I speak to face to face. God started referring to what Moses does for him instead of what Moses did. Let me help you with, the, I'm helping you with the counsel of God. Let me help you with this. Everybody has a moment in history. That is what you should not miss. There are certain people, they will make certain very grievous errors in their life. And that is not what God is looking at. God is looking for a particular day and a particular thing he wanted them to do. Like, Solomon's defining moment was the thousand cattle. David's defining moment was Goliath. There are defining moments in every man's life. When you say the scriptures, there are, there are, there are certain things you, you know. Not today, we are, we are today, I said a spark and I don't say anything. Do you know? Hmm. Should I say this? A thing is doing me like I should say it. I should not say it. I should say it. I should not say it. 
First Kings chapter 15. Verse 4. Nevertheless, for David's sake, did the Lord his God give him a lamp in Jerusalem to set up his son after him and to establish Jerusalem. Ooh. Hmm. One day we'll talk about this lamp. He said, because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite, not the matter of Bathsheba. He didn't understand it. That one, God was not away. Some people are shocked. Yeah, be shocked. God is saying, God is saying, David did everything. He said David was perfect. And the only part that David made a mistake according to God. Now, this is God marking. You have to understand that this is God marking register. God says that the only place that David made a mistake was in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. But I thought it should be the matter of Bathsheba. The thing he went to do with Bathsheba. That is where he got it wrong. No, he said Uriah. Why? Because what David did. Because Uriah, when you check David's mighty men, Uriah was one of David's mighty men. And there's a way they, they fight. All right? They put the people in. They, they, they do shoulder to shoulder. All right? So that they win the war with, without casualty. But David intentionally told Joab to put Uriah at a place that when they are going to fight, they will now withdraw so the guy becomes defenseless, so the guy will die in battle. So what, what, the, what the Bible actually says is that David gave occasion for the, the Philistines to blaspheme against God because every death of a soldier of Israel is a God's defeat. So it was the name of Jehovah that was imperative. So that was God was referring to. So God was saying that it is the matter of Uriah the Hittite that God says that David made a mistake, not in the matter of Bathsheba. How do I know? Because after what happened, David now married Bathsheba and the Bible called Bathsheba his wife. When the thing started, he actually called Bathsheba Uriah's wife. But after the whole situation, he now called Bathsheba David's wife. Then God now took the next king of Israel from that union. That is why you shouldn't judge any man. Jesus Christ said, judge not according to the appearance. He said, but judge righteous judgment. There are ways that you will know God. You see, God has a character. That's what you should understand. God has a character. Paul said, I have not refrained from you the whole counsel of God. That means you can know the whole counsel of God. You can look at situations through the lenses of God. You know, a prayer I pray for you today. What I don't want you to miss in your life is don't miss your defining moment. Don't miss your defining moment. There is a, you know, there are certain people, eh? It was just one thing God was looking for from them. Because after Goliath, David won many wars. But none is as loud. Look at through all generations, when we are talking about David, we talk about the victory he had at age 17. After that victory, he had many other victories. Read the Bible. He had many other victories. He went to war. He won many wars. The Bible says he never lost a battle. Why don't we talk about the other ones? Because the, that was his defining moment. That was the moment in history. Solomon's defining moment was the thousand cattle that he gave to God. After what, he actually gave other, other um, 
sacrifices. There was another time he said he brought 10,000. Why don't we talk about the 10,000? It was the thousand one that made God appear to the guy. And yes, and Rahab, prostitute all her life. You know prostitute, real, real prostitute in Jericho. If it's Jerusalem, you know that the one there is not a correct prostitute. Like, because those, if you were a prostitute there, you know, you will not feel free. They can stone you. When they catch you, they will stone you. So that one, you know that it's not a good brother. Jericho, they don't know God. Understand? The Bible says they, Jericho had walls that they built houses on. So she had one of the houses on it that people would come and book her services. So, defining moment. Just one day, God's people came into spy. He called, he called them. Oh, Ramanta Credebus. Cradela balida hastra safalinas. Ke kote la shila papa nipa. I cannot sit among unbelievers eh, and talk about a pastor. It can never happen. It can never happen. God forbid. I can never. So that they will insult the pastor. The question is not whether he has done it or not. That's not, the, that's not what we are talking about. What they are talking about, whether he has done it or not, that's not the topic. I'll come to what you were saying. Saul was a bad king. Eh? Saul was a bad king. When Saul died, David's lamentation. Second Samuel chapter 1. Verse 18. David's lamentation. So for you understand, this is the counsel of God. Also, he bade them teach the children of Judah the use of the bull. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasher. Verse 19. The beauty, you remember this at camp. The beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. And this was all dead though. David said it is not all dead. Kai. David said this is not Saul's death. He says this is the death of the glory of God. You, for you to understand this very well, you should understand those days and how they pride in their gods. So if Philistines win the Israelite, it means Dagon, all right? Dagon is a greater God. And that's the story that will go around. And you know that God likes fans. God likes fans, you don't know. When we start praising him, he starts doing mighty things. Worship them. Ah, while they were worshiping, healings were happening. God likes fans. So they now gave the fans to Dagon. So look, look at this. It says, the beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. He said, how are the mighty fallen? Now look at the next verse. He said, oh God. He said, tell it not in Gath. David said, tell it not in Gath. Gath is the, um, the, the capital of the Philistines. So Goliath of Gath, right? Tell it not in Gath. 
He said, publish it not in the streets of Ashkelon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Lest the, do- the, the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. There was an understanding David had. It was this same revelation of the circumcision that David used to beat Goliath. He came and said, who is this uncircumcised? Because when you are uncircumcised, you do not belong to God. So no unbeliever should have reason to speak against God. And God's people must be trained. A lot of God's people, you will see them, you will see it, you be there. They are talking about against somebody's pastor, you are happy. Because not your pastor. They are coming for your pastor. Some people, some people are more loyal to their political party than they are to their self. You are not trained. There are some people, if their pastor starts talking against a certain political party now, they will now, how? They will now be angry with the church because, uh, listen, this pastor, because you are, you are, I don't mention the name of any party. So that you think that I'm from any party. Me, all of them are annoying me right now. Mm-hmm. That's not to say I'll not vote. I'll still vote. We will try. Because if we don't vote, another person will go and vote for the one who is not. You understand? So let's wait. Oh, ah, well, it's well. Me, I'm very kingdom biased. My vote goes to one who favors the kingdom of God. It's as simple as, as simple as that. So if I see the one whose policies will favor the kingdom, I'm very kingdom biased. I'm, I don't even, I'm not shy. I'm very kingdom biased. Anything that supports God, that is what I do. Do you understand? The last time I was in an Uber, eh, the guy started playing gospel. The gospel, I like, I rated him five star. <laughs> if you play wrong music and I tell you you don't stop or you put off the door, I'll rate you two star. I mean, I'm very keen on by There was a guy, he started speaking. I even paid him more than the money. While he was playing a song, I said, I started speaking in tongues. He also started speaking. I said, Kai. I said, Afa, Afa, Afa. There was one guy like that. We were talking about Titan in the car. He was like, I'm a Titan. I said, Ah! You have to top my money. Take it now. I'm keen on by us, and I'm not apologetic about it. I might talk to somebody here. He said, tell it not in Gath. He said, don't go to don't believe us and go and say it. Pastors of today, pastors of the, shut up! Who made you a judge? Today, surgery is what they are doing, good. I'm doing on you. Surgery. To cut away certain foolish things so that your prayers can be answered. Hmm. Yeah, you don't know. Don't know what is going on. I've seen this though. You know, there are certain things, eh? When you are not grown, don't say some. <laughs> there are certain things, when you are not grown, don't say some. And now this one is like this. And now this one, where have you got it to? I thought I would not say this. Looks like it has come. During the week, I made a post. about um, the whole gay-lesbian thing. Then a very small girl came to write nonsense. I've deleted the post, so if you go there, you don't even see it. I've deleted her, what she said. I had mercy on her because she's a little girl. 
Listen. No wonder young people are dying like chickens. Like chickens. Came to write some rubbish. Look, when she, look, the response I gave her, I didn't even bother to explain my post. Immediately, I said, let this be the last time you come under my post. Because there are certain ages when you don't get there, we shouldn't talk to you on certain topics. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth today. David said, I have been young and I'm old. There are certain things you will never know until you have grown. I cannot go and stand in front of my father and advise him about something. What do I know? What do I know? Sometimes people ask me things about marriage. When I start answering, I say, Namikra, am I married? Namikra, <laughs> am I married? Last time I was with my dad, he started talking about marriage. I, I opened my ears and listened. I don't know it. I don't know it. He has been married for how many years? 30 to 40 years. Be married 30 to 40 years. Those are the goals. He's still, he's still with my mom. Those are the end. They are still living together in the same house. You couldn't keep a girlfriend for six months. You are giving, you are giving relationship advice. Don't worry, it's still esoterica. <laughs> Look, the way people roasted that girl that day. Now, I later felt bad. And I sent her a direct message. I said, be careful. Be careful. You are, you, are, you are accusing me of not loving gays and lesbians. But you are wrong. You are wrong. Do you know what I do for them? What I posted against was the ideology. And not the people. I don't have an issue with the people. I keep them around me. It's not everything people know. You know what the things I know about people in church? That I still keep them around me because, because it, I, know the, I know the message I preach, it, it works. So sometimes they just need to be around me. Do you know the kind of people who are walking to church? No, do you know the kind of people who are walking to church? You know some were typical club people. That are, some are not going to church for years. And they had to come. And you can see that in the beginning, they were coming to church and still going to the club. And I still kept them around me until by themselves, the word of God was working. And they, they, by themselves, they started cutting those things off. Do you know the things we see? Do you know the things we hear? I have accuse me of not loving them. Look, today, once you talk, you disagree with somebody, it means you hate the person. What nonsense. Listen, is it to say that? Is it to say that? Let's take away the issue of gays and lesbians. Let's say, not you, somebody is involved in fornication. Let's say, and is a chronic fornicator and is in church. Should he say that that is how I am? You can't say that is how I am. You will be working on it. And those efforts you are making working on it, you might fall. Those efforts you make working on it, God sees the efforts. 
That's why God said he will judge righteously. He sees the effort. He can see that you don't agree with it because the, the worst thing that can happen is you say, ah, me, I cannot change. That is how I am. It's not, it's not right. So if you're having that challenge in that particular section, you, you know, you, 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 you're working on it. Be working on it. And the only God who help you to work on it. He's the one who can help you to work on it. And you will learn many things along the way, I tell you. You will learn many things along the way. And God will definitely see you through to that side. Don't agree to it, say, that's how I am. As I told, last time I was, I was with Brown. Brown was driving me here. And I said, that, this, that's, how, that's how I am. That's how somebody will kill somebody and say, that's how I am. I was born w- with killing instincts. Look, we have not seen anything yet. Now, I mean, they said that is how gays and lesbians, that is how I am. Now, recently, they, there's a new one they are debating, pedophilia. People who sleep with little children. And said, those people were born like that. We have to accept them. Let me speak to you. That is how I am. Oh, let's continue. No, no, let's continue. That's how you are. Let's, don't worry, we all coming to bring it, that's how we are. That means, me too, when I come and preach to you, you know, in certain countries, they don't allow people to preach to people. If I come and preach to you, you can say, that is how I am. When I'm standing there, I just want to talk. <laughs> when I'm standing there, I just want to talk. You can't tell me not to talk. That's how I am. I have, I have a defect. It's, it's talking. When I see people want to preach, it's a sickness. When I see you, this is, this is. Bodambo. That is not how you are. You will be delivered from it. That is not how you are. That is not how you are. We love you. We'll keep you around. We are not going to wait. We don't hate you. Nobody hates you. Nobody hates you. And I like those who come to me, you know, clean, honest about it. Do you know I pray for you all the time? I pray for you all the time. So I'll pray and I'm in tears. It's work. It will work. I didn't start preaching yesterday. I know these things work. Sometimes it takes time, but it works. To work. Jesus changed lives. Yes. That's, that's what he came to do. He came to change lives. Are you feeling IRA? Hmm. Today the esoterica is really hot. He said, tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the streets of Ashkelon. You know, this shows the kind of day we are in. Look, have you ever seen somebody operating a business and you thought that this thing, I can do it. I can do it. Eh? And did you try doing it? So, when I was in uni, I mean, I see people selling Okay, they are selling, they go and buy and sell. So one time also, You were there you were there SRC president in, in uni. Yeah. And so I also saw um I an idea came. So, so let me also try. I, I want to sell this batakari thing. So I'll go to class, then people place orders. Now my first order, this I have to travel. A whole lot of expenses. Now after making my first sale, I said no, I can't because the 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 stress in just going to get one batakari for one person alone. Oh. I said, no, no, I can't. You can't do it again. <laughs> no. But when people are doing it, you thought that I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yes. I, can do it. 
Tell me about yours. Sir, I also started a mobile money business. Mobile money business. Yeah, a friend of mine started it. So he now told me that you just have to bring this and this and that. You can start. That's okay. So when I started, people were not giving me advices on what I should add to the thing. So when I added those things to the thing, what I missed was management. Management. How to be able to manage because I was not there. People were looking after it. So I couldn't be able to monitor what was going on over there. When it come, the, the total amount of money that was there has reduced. Each, each week, it keeps reduced. Each week, it keeps... And I went to take the phone and lock the store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but when you saw people doing it, oh, oh, this one, oh, this one, I can do it. What about, what about preaching? You see some people preaching and say, oh, this one, we can preach it. And you stand there. <laughs> Hey, listen, you can think you know Bible, eh? The day they give you opportunity to preach, you know that all you know is 10 minutes. <laughs> Go say it, say it. Prepare college and, you know, um, Lord, my first time. So, I was giving a man to preach. I'm listening to Pastor Chris. I'm going to preach. This is how, first five minutes, I exhausted my message. <laughs> it was just a repetition. <laughs> You will say, oh, I can preach, I can preach. You can see, you will see your pastor preaching. Oh, I can preach, I can preach. No, you will think you know the Bible. And, and you see, when you're preparing a message, the message is plenty in your mind. It's like, today, I will really give it to them. <laughs> I will really give it to them. Everything you are saying, you, you, have, you, have, you have put two hours in your mind. And you will arrive there. <laughs> you start. You start. All you know, you will say it in 10 minutes. You know, there was a guy, you know, when we were, when we were younger, Pastor B used to tell us something. Because we were all over the place. We were always preaching everywhere. Today, we are going to preach here. Then, Pastor B called us one day and said, hmm, preaching, you will be tired. He said, you want to preach? He said, you will be tired. True to, to, true to his word. When we started past, pastoring, you know, before I started pastoring, I was preaching in different places, doing more evangelical work and all that. So evangelical work, you can repeat the messages. So you can go here, you preach this. So preaching in program is not hard. Pre- program preaching, you preach, oh, you go, you deliver it, one hour, one hour, 30 minutes, you guys. after two weeks, you go preach somewhere else. You know, so it's not hard. You have to preach every Sunday and preach every Wednesday. And you don't necessarily have to be repeating because it's a curriculum you're taking the people through. Sunday, Wednesday, sometimes I have to do leaders' meetings on Fridays and do different kind of meetings where you are doing that for two years consistently. If you don't know anything, you don't know it. This is, it's not this one. If you don't know, you don't know it. Huh. Matthew 6. All right. Verse 23. I'll start from 22. He says... Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Now this time Jesus Christ talked about his demise, how he's going to leave. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Peter was rebuking Jesus. Amazing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just before this, just before this, Peter had gotten a revelation. And Jesus Christ commended him. He said, wow, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. He got a revelation. 
They were all, all the disciples were there. I mean, this was a very surreal moment for, for, for Peter. He was there with everybody. Nobody got the revelation. Everybody was saying, you are John the Baptist. You are this, you are that, you are that. And Peter got the revelation. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed. Jesus Christ said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Say you are Christ, the Son of God. And he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this. He said, my Father in heaven. Those are the first time any of the disciples was going to have a revelation from God. So now, everybody will now start viewing Peter as, Peter is really a spiritual guy. Then, the next thing is, Peter now starts talking, Jesus starts talking to them about how he's going to die, how he's going to be resurrected. Then Peter says, in that same, you know, uh, so-called anointing. You know, that reminds me of young people who, a small guy, he started preaching somewhere. He lay out one, two, three people. They all found the power. He goes to start his ministry. Have you seen Lion in the street before? <laughs> oh, I know many of them. They've all about, they've given up. Will you, 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 you won't give up. You know, sometimes when people see you passing a chest, oh, now, if I get that microphone, the message I will preach, everybody will be shaking. Yes, we'll shake and walk out of the church. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know those times? Years ago, so I don't blame people like that. Years ago, when I came to, when I came to Christ Abbasi, I'll see Pastor B preaching. I was like, a small boy. He was sitting at Quaz stand. I said, the day they'll give me a microphone in this church. Fire for fire. Fire for fire. As I started growing. growing. The day they gave me a opportunity to even read Rhapsody. Rhapsody. I couldn't even read a Rhapsody. There are men are in sizes. And it takes time for God to develop capacity with you. And the fact that you have laid hands on. So Peter thought that because he has had one revelation, that means that he's a revelator. No, Peter, it's not yet, it's not yet time. You are still going to deny Jesus. <laughs> you are still going to deny Jesus. You thought he's a revelator. Some people go into certain prayer meetings and because of the corporate anointing, the anointing to prophesy was there. So they prophesied. And it came to pass. The next time they are there, Prophetics of the church. When we close service, they see somebody. Listen, the Lord showed me something. The Lord didn't show you nothing. I remember a guy like that. So when we close church like that, he was walking outside. He would tell someone, listen, if you give me a seed, listen, I know what's inside me. What's inside you? Intestines? <laughs> So, so Peter thought he was a revelator. So now he comes to talk to Jesus Christ and says, Then Peter took him. Do you understand what it means? Call, call Jesus. Jesus, come, 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 come. What are you saying? How can you say you will die? Jesus. Talk positive. Talk positive. <laughs> Make the right confessions, Jesus. Make the right confessions. I don't know where you learned this thing from, Jesus. 
Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Don't say it. Listen, Jesus, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says that faith is a substance of things. So Jesus, listen. Saying, be far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Now, Peter now starts prophesying to Jesus. Say you, Jesus, it will not happen. Say amen. <laughs> then, but he turned, oh Jesus, he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Kai! Mr. Revelator is now Satan. Then, I love what he said. He said, thou art an offense unto me. He said, for thou severest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. He said, Peter, you don't know the things that are of God. You don't know this demise of God. You don't know this death I'm going to die is, is, is from God. Jesus savored the things that were of God. At a point in time, they wanted to make Jesus Christ a king. They wanted to make him a president. And Jesus Christ knew that this is not why I'm here. People were like, wow. Jesus, wow. You are too much. We need to make you king. You've always been saying you are king, king, king. Listen, Jesus, we are going to, listen, we're going to start a new party here. This Romans, we will show them Pepe. Jesus, the powers you've been using, the one you used to stop the sea and all that. Well, listen, Jesus, I'm going to sponsor you, Jesus. He said, Thou Savoris, give me the NIV. Jesus turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. You are stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God. But the things of men. I mean, Peter, you don't have spiritual understanding. Listen, there are things that are of God. And those are things I'm helping you to, to know. There are the things that are of God. These are God. For, let me tell you something. If you are looking for the approval of the world, okay, on something that is of God, then you always read it wrongly. Because the world will never approve things out of God. The things that are of God will be approved of God. He said the carnal mind is enmity with God. The carnal mind, he says, enmity with God. So I said, God has a character. There's a character of God. Right? Now we are, we are still dealing with the, the mysteries. Does God have a character? What is God like? If there's a situation, judge a righteous judgment. So what, if there's a situation, what do God think? What's God thinking? What's God saying about it? You see? How do we know the character of God? How is God responding to this? The first place that we we get to understand the things that are of God. Because I said, God is not explained, but God is revealed. That means everything that has to do with God has to do with the revelation. Revelation. Now, 
Number one, put it down, the revelation of Scripture. Revelation of Scripture. The revelation of Scripture. Now, so this will take us into, um, I will just give you a few points. This is not Bible school, so I will not take you too deep. Now, what is scripture? Initially, what we call the, the uh, what we now call scripture, like New Testament scripture, um, the New Testament was not, it was written by those who called the Old Testament scripture. So when we say scripture, scripture was traditionally the Old Testament books. Now, go to Romans chapter 15. Give me verse 4. So it says, Paul is talking now, Today, we are seeing Romans as an old book. Now, at this time, uh, Paul was writing this. The scripture he was referring to, or the thing that was written at the time, were the older books, all right? So, he says, for whatsoever things were written at the time, they were written for our learning. That we, through patience and the comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So, the scriptures over there is really ref- referring to the Old Testament books. Now, what is in the Old Testament books? And why do we call it scripture? And why is it a valid, a valid book that we can call scripture? Now, just like you know, the, the, like I said, scripture interprets scripture. We don't try to interpret scripture any other way apart from scripture, allowing scripture to interpret itself. So, when you read the Bible, don't try to look for any deep understanding. Is there some mistakes of people with? Don't try to look. Just read it first. Know it first. The Holy Ghost will breathe on it. You, you understand certain things. Like, for example, the account of creation in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says God created man, male and female. In Genesis chapter 2, it says God formed man. Ah, so, which is which? So, in CRS, they confuse the people by telling them that the creation story, there is... How many of you did CRS here? Is there a problem like that? What do they tell you? Give them the mic. What do they tell you? Just take the mic and say it. Talked about the creation story that man and man and woman was formed in Genesis two, but in Genesis one, the same man and woman was created. So it's like they are saying that stories are two different stories. Yes. So are they saying it's a contradiction? I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's what, I, that's what I, I, I found out. I, I didn't do CRS, but I was talking with someone. The person was saying, yeah, it's like uh, they are trying to say there's a contradiction there. It's like in Genesis chapter 1, man and woman was created. But in Genesis chapter 2, they are saying man and woman was formed. I mean, it looks like a contradiction. But it's not a contradiction. Because it's scripture, and it can only be interpreted spiritually. You need to know, it has to be interpreted by the Holy Spirit. 
Because when you look at it like that, you'll be confused. In Genesis chapter 1, yes, you can see that he said God created man. Then Genesis chapter 2, he said there was no man to till the ground. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27, he says, so God created man in his image, the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So over there, he's created, right? Go to Genesis chapter 2, verse, let's start from verse 1. He says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all the work which he has made. So, looks like God has finished. Then God verse 3 said, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in, in it he had rested from all the work which he created and made. Now, underline created and made. There's a difference between creation and making. Verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when, the, when they were created in the day that the Lord God made. You will see again, created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. So in Genesis chapter 1, no, uh, from verse 1, it says, God created the heavens and the earth. But it says, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and heavens. In created, he said heavens and earth. In made, he said earth and heavens. Verse 5. We'll talk about that another time. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. What about the man he created in Genesis chapter 1? So, Verse 6, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse 7, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Now let me just help you on um, the difference between the creation and the making or the forming. All right, God created man. Remember that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. Remember that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, he said, God created man in his image, in his own image. The image of God was revealed to us by Jesus in John chapter 4. He said, God is a spirit. So when God created man, what he created was a spirit because in his image, his image is a spirit. But Genesis chapter 2, he said, God formed man. That means God now took the dust of the earth and Put a body on the spirit he had created. Now, creation is done by the word. Formation is done with actions. You see? So, he created and it became... So, angels are spirit. Bible says that God spoke and angels came to being. So, the same way with man. God spoke and man came to being. But for man's body, God had to form it. So, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. So, you need... The account of, of scripture 
to interpret scripture. Now I'm saying, what do we call this scripture? Like I said, from, the, from Genesis and the books of Moses, all the books of Moses were revelatory books. Why? Because nobody was watching those things and penning them now. God revealed it to Moses. Including the Abrahamic covenant. God revealed it to Moses. And also, there was historical... Um, uh, there was a historical passing on. Because at the time Moses went to Egypt, there were people there. And those people too had heard the stories of how they came there because of Joseph and all their tribes. And how Jacob blessed all the tribes in Egypt. So they passed it on from generation to generation, the stories of the Abrahamic covenant. Because Jacob too told them about his father Isaac. And told them about his father Abraham. So, all those stories were all passed on. But God revealed it to Moses and Moses wrote them down. Now, what is the efficacy of the law? What makes those books accurate? What made it accurate? What made people accept it? Was because of the supernatural interventions that God did with Moses. Bible says, Jesus Christ, a man approved of God through miracles, signs, and wonders. The kind of miracles that followed Moses made the people believe that God showed it to him. Because John said, he said, many things did Jesus Christ do. He said, but these things are written, he said, that you might believe and know that Jesus Christ is the son of God. That means the, the supernatural is how God shows approval. So John was saying that because of the miracles of Jesus Christ, you should believe him. Jesus Christ himself said it to John. He said that when the people asked, um, uh, uh, should we expect another? Jesus Christ said, the blind are, are, are receiving their sight. The lame are walking. So Jesus Christ referred to the supernatural things that happened. So the people believed that Moses was sent by God because of the supernatural things that followed his ministry. So they believed the five books that he wrote. Now what about the other books? The books of the prophets were also believed because in the day in which they lived, the words they spoke came to pass. Now, there were certain prophets who wrote books that were not captured into scripture. Why? Because of the theme. Because Moses spoke of Messiah. The theme of scripture is Messiah. So other, other books were really written, but any book that did not center on Messiah did not make it into scripture. Because till today, the Jews are still waiting for Messiah. Because they believe that when Messiah comes, everything will be sorted. So, the law centered on Messiah. That's why in, Genesis, in Luke chapter 24, when Jesus Christ was talking to Cleopas at Emmaus uh, with his friend, that's why he said, and beginning at the law and the prophets. Let me show you a scripture. John chapter 5. I'll start from verse 38. Let's start from 37 so we can get in context. He said, The Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. Now Jesus Christ is talking. He says, The Father sent me. Go back to 37. He said, The Father sent me 
hath borne witness of me. What's the witness of him? He says, he have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. All right, verse 38. He says, and he have not his word abiding in you. For whom he had sent, him ye believe not. Verse 39. He says, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are there which testify of me. That means the books of the law and the books of the prophets were only to come together to testify of Jesus. That is why on the Mount of Transfiguration, the law represented by Moses, Elijah represented the prophets, and both of them came to testify of Jesus. They all had to come and hand over their error. Because there was an error of the law. Write this down. Eternal covenant. Old covenant. And new covenant. Now write it like this. Put the eternal covenant in the middle. Then put two um, lines on the sides. Put eternal covenant in the middle. Two lines on the side. Old covenant. Put on the left. And put new covenant on the, on the right. Now, the account of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they are not Old Testament accounts. They are not Old Testament accounts. They are in the Old Testament section of the Bible, per the arrangement, but they are not Old Testament accounts. For something to be in the Old Testament, it has to come after Moses. Because Moses was the one who cut the Old Covenant. Abraham cut a covenant, but the Covenant Abraham cut was the eternal covenant. That covenant would, would give birth to any other covenant. There's nothing God would do aside that covenant. That was the eternal covenant that God set. Now, out of that eternal covenant, God brought out a physical seed of Abraham. Because it says, in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So the physical seed of, 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 um, of Isaac of Abraham was Isaac. So in Isaac, I see be called. Then Jacob came from there. The 12 sons of Israel came from there. So from all the other people who were born in Israel, that was God's physical seed. But God was also looking at the spiritual seed. Remember that Abraham nearly sacrificed Isaac. And that was the typology of God also sacrificing his son. So there was also going to be another seed of Abraham that was not the physical seed. That's why I say in the book of Galatians that the seed is Christ and not Isaac. So the scriptures were all to testify of Jesus. Go to verse 40. And you will not come to me that you might have life. That means all of life was encapsulated in, in Jesus. Because he said the law and the prophets testified of him. So these scriptures, alright, they help us to have, he said the things um, that were written aforetime time were for our learning. Learn what? Learn God. So sometimes people get confused with um, 
the fact that in, in, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, Bible says, and God, uh, uh, in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth. The word God over there was Elohim. Now, when God came to um, Moses, he now introduced a new name to him. And some say that name, when we're doing the Hebrew class on, um, on Instagram, I taught on that. I said, some, some schools of thought, some rabbinic, rabbinical schools of thought say it is Yahweh. Some say it is Jehovah. All right? Now, because the, the Jews don't like mentioning the name of God, they brought out, it is either they call Hashem or Adonai. Adonai means Lord. All right? Because Moses, um, God said to Moses, I am the Lord or I am Adonai. Then, the name Yahweh or Jehovah was revealed to Moses. So, there are certain people who say they are Elohists, and some say they are Yahwists. You see, there's like, and some to say that the, 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 the first God of the Israelites was Elohim, and the second God, and they changed and went to Yahweh. No, it's talking about the same person. Now, if you don't understand the character of God, you have a very big problem. Now, the character of God is such that when he enters any situation, what he does is he reveals himself by the name. So the name with which he reveals himself is the performance by which you will see. But there is a final name of God. Alright? There's a final name of God. Now, this is not to shade any sect or group, but I will still have to say it as we are closing. Alright? So, remember that Jesus Christ said, the law and the prophets were supposed to what? testify of him. Okay? So, they were not the end of all things. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come. So, you see, the law... Having a shadow of good things to come. He said, and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which were offered year by year continue to make the commerce thereunto perfect. All right. Now he says, for the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things. So the law was not the very image of the things. So everything God said in the scriptures was supposed to be fulfilled later. And the thing which will be fulfilled later, that is the real essence. Are you getting it? Are you understanding esoteric at all? Or some people are lost. Please don't be lost. I said everything that was in the Old Testament, the, the law and the prophets, all of them were supposed to testify of the reality. And the reality, Jesus Christ said, these two testify of me. That means these two bear testimony of me. Remember that he said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the word established. So these two will come together to bear testimony of Jesus. That's why I said on the Mount of Transgression, Moses represented the law. Because all those things were valid dispensations. And the dispensation of the law was a valid dispensation. God cannot say, I never brought it. The prophets, God cannot say, I never. So if God is going to do a new thing, these two must come and say, okay, we are handing over the dispensation to this. So that's what happened on the Mount of Transgression. Now, so you see that anything that is in the law, okay, is, is fulfilled in the New Testament. So go to Isaiah chapter 43. 
Verse 10. Let's start from verse 9. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say it is truth. Verse, verse 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there is no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Next verse. I... Even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed when there is no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. I sing it. God says, ye are my witnesses. So this, are, this is the declaration of God that they are Jehovah's witnesses. But go to Acts chapter 1. So this is the shadow. We are going to the essence in the New Testament. Verse 7. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times of the season which the Father put in his own power. Verse 8. But ye shall receive power after which the Holy Ghost come upon me, and ye shall be witnesses. So we are Jesus' witnesses. Oh, did you understand this? Like I said, I'm not trying to shade any sects, but the scriptures are clear. We are witnesses of Jesus. We are witnesses of Jesus. So the scriptures give us an understanding of God. So anytime God did something in the Old Testament, it helped us to understand the character of God. So God has a character. When God opened the Red Sea, it helps you to understand how God is. That means God is able to open way. Are you getting it? So when we say that God can make a way, we're not just saying it. We saw it because God actually did it. So when we say things about God, it's because there's information about God in the scriptures that help us to know that God makes it. You know, sometimes when I study that part of scripture, sometimes I, I feel like one of the hard guys... In, in the Bible was Pharaoh. Pharaoh was hard. Honestly speaking, because think about it. I thought that if the Israelites, the sea has parted before them and they are going through it, Pharaoh should be afraid and say, hey, what's this? After they pass, he also started going through it. I don't open it. <laughs> hey, tell me that guy is very serious. Though. I don't open it. Why? Somebody else opens how many of you have ever seen it before? You go to a small house, someone opens the door for his girlfriend, and you two, you pass through it. I, I'm not opening for you. <laughs> Me, if I do that thing, I will hit you with the, the door. But Pharaoh is hard, I tell you. Are you the one who opened it? Pharaoh, are you the one who opened it? Why are you passing it? But we saw information came to us about God. We saw it that God opened the way. For Israel to pass through. Then, when the Egyptians went through, God closed it. That means God opens doors, he closes doors. You see, the information is clear. The character of God. You see, the information is clear. The character of God. So, if you want to know that, what we call, what we call the, 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 the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is quick and active. The, there are two words for word of God. There's logos and there's rhema. Alright? There's another lalia, but it's not, it's not the main. 
the main ones, all right, is Logos and Rema. Logos means the full body of revelation of God. That means there, there is a full body of revelation of God. You cannot know any new thing of God outside the scriptures. The scriptures will have to verify it. So like I said, you cannot stand up and come and say that, that God has revealed to you that somebody's husband, that he will leave the wife and come to you. It's not, it's not part. It's not the character of God. You cannot stand and say that this girl, I like her, she doesn't like me, I will take her by faith. You are a wizard. <laughs> it's not part of the character of God to, to bewitch people. Do you understand? Like, Father, Father, let his mind come to me. Father, let his mind come to me. He's a free moral agent. He can think what he wants to think. He can like what he wants to like. He can love what he wants to love. Praise the Lord. Lift your hand and thank the Lord.